In a world where action movies are made, not all action movies are created equal. Only the best make it into the Action Movie Hall of Fame. Knock, knock. Can you fly, Bobby? There can be only one. And action. Hi, I'm the famous Matt Brand. <laughs> And I'm Derek Bortolo, and this week we're coming to you from the Messiah. It's a rocket ship, a shuttle, a shabbily uh, retrofitted uh, to save humanity. Uh, welcome to the Action Movie Hall of Fame, where each episode we do a deep dive on an action movie. At the end, we have to decide, we have to agree, yes. if the movie belongs in the Action Movie Hall of Fame. It's a big deal. Now, it probably goes without saying, but there are going to be some spoilers. Derek... What movie is up for potential induction this week? This week's nominee is 1998's Deep Impact. Oh my God! Yes. All right, let's <clears throat> let's take a listen. Our missiles have failed. The comets are still headed for Earth, and there's nothing we can do to stop them. So, this is it. If the world does go on, it will not go on for everyone. We have now been able to calculate the comet's final trajectories, and we have determined where they're going to strike. The smaller of the two comets, Biedemann, will hit first. Somewhere along the Atlantic seaboard, probably in the waters off the coast of Cape Hatteras. Just under 12 hours at 4.35 p.m. Eastern Daylight. Listen, it's not good. No, it's not good. <laughs> it looks pretty blue. However you cut it, we got well, two comets going to hit Earth. Yeah. It's going to be bad. Uh, that's Morgan Freeman in 1998's Deep Impact, breaking it down for the people. <laughs> Directed by Mimi Leader, who's known for The Peacemaker, Pay It Forward, and a ton of TV stuff like ER episodes, Nashville, and most recently, The Morning Show. Right on. Uh, starring, and clear out. Clear out <laughs> yeah, this cast, up. man. Uh, Robert Duvall, maybe you heard of him. Uh, Taya <laughs> Leone. Elijah Wood, forgot he was in this. Vanessa Redgrave. Mm. Morgan Freeman. James Cromwell. These are some of the world's best actors. <laughs> yeah. And it shows. Ron Eldard. What happened to Ron Eldard? I, I don't know. What John Favreau, Blair Underwood. Um, I, I, it just goes on. I didn't write down Elijah Wood's um, love interest name. What's her name again? What did happen? Oh, Lisa Sobieski. What happened to her? <laughs> I don't know. And Kurtwood Smith. And this can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and this movie had a budget of seventy-five million dollars. And just just for reference, Armageddon last week had a budget of hundred and forty million. Hold on, I'm going to write down these numbers back to back. So, can you repeat those, please? Uh, the budget for Deep, Deep Impact, Impact was yep. 75. 75 million, okay. okay. Yeah. And Armageddon was 140. Okay, like double almost, okay. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I understand. And this had a gross worldwide of 348 million in 1998, which put it sixth. And Armageddon was second, technically, behind Titanic. And what did Armageddon make? 530 million, yeah. You know what's funny? Because my, my, my thought or my kind of feeling on this was that, you know, Armageddon like blew this out of the water, but it's only like it's pretty. They're pretty close, really. Yeah, 
And especially when you consider the amount of money spent. Too. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. When you consider how much it actually made, it's pretty close. Okay. Yeah. Um, because, just a reminder, we did watch Armageddon last week. Yeah, right. Uh, so, you know, these two movies are tied together. We are finally going to answer the question. But there's no I, question that Armageddon's remembered more. Like, yes. people talk about Armageddon. It's not, it's not but, even close in that way. Yeah. But... This is a serious critical review uh, film uh, <laughs> yeah. podcast, so we will be, by the end of this, deciding not just uh, whether this movie should be in the Hall of Fame, but which is the better of the disaster movies. That's Stay right. tuned to the bitter end. <laughs> uh, more numbers for you, Rotten Tomatoes. Any guesses, Derek, on uh, how this fared with, with Rotten Tomatoes? I didn't uh, mean to laugh. I didn't I... mean to laugh, I swear. I'm gonna because Armageddon fared pretty poorly. Was it was 40s, wasn't it? In the middle of the road, yeah. 40s, yeah. Uh, I think this one's probably would have been better received. So I'm gonna say 62 by the critics. Okay, yeah. No, way wrong. Not even close. Not even close. Okay. Yeah, 45. Really? So you're off by about 20 percentage points there. Okay. And then I'm gonna stick with the 60, 62 with the the audience as well. Smart. <laughs> Pretty much the same score, forty-three. Really? However, Metacritic, most difficult, most stringent, most strident of our scoring <laughs> systems, uh, forty. So right, right in the same area. Yeah, same thing. Um, now, Derek, if someone wanted to watch this fine film, how could they do that? Uh, unfortunately, it's not available on any of the major streaming sites, so you'd have to rent it. I did so through YouTube. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you for uh, all that you do. <laughs> You're welcome. Last show recap. Armageddon. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts? Uh, well, one thing that I thought was interesting is because it's the 25th anniversary, there's a lot of stuff out there mm. talking about Armageddon right now. So I read an article from, I think it was Cine Cinema Blend, and... Uh, and it was talking about Armageddon. It was particularly talking about Ben Affleck's quote about training the drillers. But they started the article with it saying Armageddon is a disaster movie and remembered as one of the best action movies of all time. Oh, wow. And I was uh, like, Can I we think just a slow down. With I that? think a lot of people remember this movie fondly. Mm. Sure. But if you honestly had to make a list of action, best action movies, I mean, Armageddon if you're honest with yourself, would be nowhere near it. If you like action movies, <laughs> yeah. you know, unless it was like the first action movie you saw and like you're really attached uh, to it. Yeah, I could, that's me trying to find a way in that would be to it. that conversation. That would be it. Because even The Rock is a million times better than Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway. <laughs> Armageddon certainly have my issues with. Um, my only real respect for that movie is that I know people like it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, like, a, I, th I think it like means a, something to people. Yeah. The way like speed means something to me that that type of thing um but anyway uh, let's not dwell on that uh let's go back in time shall we it's 1998 yeah we've just come out of deep impact the the movie uh that's not true i did not see this in the theater. i didn't see this one in the theater either another one of the blockbuster rentals yeah absolutely this is one i definitely watched on like a friend's couch at home <laughs> yeah at, at their place or something and then just like so I think I saw this probably sometime in 1999 and have not thought about this one bit since. And and to that point, I mean, of these two movies, um, and you mentioned it earlier, but Armageddon just dominating the, uh, you know, the societal impact. The cultural impact. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, uh, no one is talking about Deep Impact. 
<laughs> no. Except just to say that, you know, they're released the same year. They're released in the same year, and obviously they're the same idea. But what's interesting, though, is it this Deep Impact probably, like, got hurt a little bit by the fact that Armageddon was so, like, cartoony. Yeah. Because this is a much more serious movie. It's th- much more grounded. Yeah. That's th- the, that is the main difference that's between That's the huge two. difference, and it's, it's a more human story as opposed to... <laughs> drillers becoming astronauts and blowing up a asteroid you know it's it's more it's and having just full of one bad one-liners yeah <laughs> but uh yeah no i saw i i'm in the same boat as you i saw it sometime in late 98 or 99 when it first came out on video and just being like yeah it's at the time i was 18 so my thought was like yeah it's a less fun armageddon it's fine yeah it's like a more of a procedural kind of thing yeah yeah okay Derek, what's the plot Hello. what's the plot <clears throat> a high school student discovers a comet on a collision course for earth and as it approaches humankind attempts to destroy it but they also must plan for its ine- inevitable impact and time yeah that works yeah um I got tons of questions. About the plot. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's just settle in here. Um, uh, what do you think about the way like Taya Leone like kind of backs into finding out about the end of the world? Because originally she thinks it's like this like sultry, well, yeah, uh, a, affair, affair issue with like a like a um, you know a, one of the top officials having to step down yeah. because uh, you know the secretary the secretary of treasury was having an affair and he mentioned it as the greatest scandal or cover-up in american history and she's like what but then when when she meets the president secretly or whatever in that yeah. kitchen yes he mentions ellie or ella or whatever ELE, ELE extinction or, extinction level event is we, what it sta- stands we, for we think there's been an affair with a woman named ellie yes and now we're hearing about this ele this extinction level event yes but ha- like there's just I she would have never been a hundred percent sure going into that press conference that it wasn't about an affair. <laughs> Do you know? Like she would have had questions. I would assume because she I googled hope she it. was ready to to, to pivot. <laughs> yeah, she's exactly. ready to go either way. She's going to audible on the fly. This like, is either about an affair or the end of the world. <laughs> right, exactly. Mm. <laughs> There's no middle ground there. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, just a. F- weird way for her to find out about that yeah to make that character rise in the ramp kind of a weird and, thing and with kind her, of like, un- trying to like i don't know why she's trying to climb well i mean i get why she's trying to trying to climb the ladder i don't know why it has to be part of this movie oh right yes i see what you're saying yeah um that she could have just found out some it's other a weird way. subplot it is a really weird subplot then she's like she becomes like walter <laughs> cronkite she like she's yeah. hosting everything like she's guiding the world through this journey because she found out about what she thought anyway it, yeah it doesn't make it's any just sense. A, it's just you know we could have maybe saved 10 minutes in the movie <laughs> imagine this movie is an hour and 50 minutes perfection um <laughs> should robert duvall be going into space i i don't know i, I i'm saying yes because it's robert robert duvall <laughs> but i mean the argument here is the same thing with uh well at least along the same lines as armageddon whereas he's the only guy who can do it because he's the only one who's ever done it. Fair enough. Right? Like, uh, Harry Stamper is the only one who's always met his depth. <laughs> I gotta say, yeah, absolutely. Because I'm watching this movie and I am just, 
I'm an idiot. So I'm just going along with every single beat. I'm like, because they're showing the team and they're showing Robert Duvall. And I'm like, man, he's he's been 72 my entire life. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, I don't know if he should be going up there. Then find out, like, the crew feels the same way. Yeah. And then he, like, kind of, like, puts them in their place. How many actual flights have you done? Then I'm like, you know what? This guy's right. He's our only chance to save humanity. <laughs> and then when he goes up there, he's actually, he's great in space. I mean, he's perfect. Uh but, but like that's I guess that's my ultimate question. How hard like how hard is it to get to space physically? Because that's the only concern. Really simple. They just were they were just boom, they were up there in no time <laughs> yeah, in this movie. They were they were didn't even wear suits. They were in their golf shirts when they were taken off in the shuttle. <laughs> okay, yeah, so um my next question uh well yeah, so what do you think of that launch? And more specifically Remember when we thought the launch in Armageddon wasn't exciting enough? <laughs> That's what I got. How long is this launch? Like, well, for, 20 seconds? First of all, it's like it cuts from no mention of the... Or, like, they were probably saying we got, you know, talking about going to space. And then all of a sudden, it just cuts to outside and it's... <laughs> gone. <laughs> like, a very mild countdown in the background if you're listening for it. But, it, it to be fair, that split second looked pretty good. <laughs> for, yeah. For 98, but... It was... There, it's. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it was as casual as a ride on the elevator. It was so relaxed. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the Messiah itself? Like the outside of it? Yeah, it, look, it, looks, it looks like a Ford I made when I was a kid with cardboard boxes. It looks like a Lego creation. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you took your space shuttle Lego kit and <laughs> yeah. and added a bunch of shit. Yeah, you your kid put all this stuff on it to make it think you make it look cooler. But man, it looks. She's makeshift. So, and they had uh, over a year. <laughs> Armageddon, they had 12 or 18 days. Boom. But they just flew up regular shuttles. Like, they were doing this whole retrofit. I get it. But I would be afraid, like, that that's not, even a year is not a lot of time to, like, build a brand new spaceship in space. That sounds really hard. No. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Okay. Fair um, enough. Fine, Matt. <laughs> and so, what I didn't realize about this movie, I. I forgot they even sent a shuttle up. Like I didn't realize the kind of the real parallels between this and Armageddon. No, the what the one thing that I do remember from this movie was the uh, co-pilot. Um, what was her name? Andy. She said, "Well, at least we'll get high schools named after Great us." Great line. That's <clears throat> one of my favorite lines in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when they're flying in to land on the on the what is it? It's not an asteroid. No, it's, it's a, a comet. This one got knocked off course. Tomato, tomato. Uh, uh -huh. no, they are different. <laughs> space junk. They're space rocks. Yeah, okay, they're yeah. space things. Yeah. They're things from space that are trying to kill us. Exactly. They're the same thing. They're MacGuffins. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, as they're approaching, just like Armageddon, it's like, oh my god, the debris flying it's off the thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Whatever made them think they're going to land <laughs> this thing. And so I guess the question is, why not two messiahs? Can you have two messiahs? Did they have time? Could they not have built? They clearly needed two ships. Yeah. To to double their chances of what... I don't know if that's how math works, but you know what I'm saying. They well, needed well, to do yeah. what the Armageddon people did, because I, I thought that this mission was doomed. I didn't think they were going to even land on the thing. I thought they were okay. just going to blow up. I thought that's how the whole thing was building, to be quite <laughs> yeah. honest. Wow, you really remember nothing from this. Nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Yeah, obviously, I didn't think the heroes were going to blow up before they got to do anything. <laughs> I thought the, I thought it would just be a doomed space mission. <laughs> Um, but the overall plan, though, with those drill bots is better, no? 
Those drills were awesome. I guess we'll talk about that because that's we'll save that for the one of the two scenes we could talk about in this movie. The moles, the moles. Um, okay, final question: uh, How did Ron Eldart heal so quickly? Incredible. Do they have incredible? Is it the lack of gravity in space? Did it push the boils on his face inwards and smooth them well, out? Ty, I have to. <laughs> did you see his face? It was super gross when he first got burnt. Or I don't know what you call. It. I guess it's those burnt. were severe burns. That was really gross. Like literally I mean, the worst sunburn you can get. Yeah. Oh God, it looked. Yeah, it was gross. But yeah, within. But time worked weird in this movie a little bit. I found. It, How long do you think they were in space? That's what I don't. A long time because they left like a year before. They left like. I guess no. They were only up there for like a few weeks, right? Didn't seem that long. Cause they were only supposed. To, I don't know. Because <laughs> it jumped forward. Those quick. are life-altering burns. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and his skin was perfect after. Yes. Maybe a little red, a little rosy. Oh, yeah, but that could, you can... But you, he should not have a face anymore. Yeah, he should be like more like Freddy Krueger than what he was looking. Stakes seems almost... I mean, we're talking about the same things last week. Uh, the end of the world. Yeah. Are there different stakes? Hmm. No, the stakes overall are the same, but I feel like this one was on a more personal level. There was more families involved. There was more relationships with the people, as opposed to it just being more globally terrifying. Well, it's interesting to say that. Uh, I agree. But I think compared to Armageddon, I I think um, because they were doing the same thing, right? Like they have um, personal relationships, Yeah, but but they just don't work. Yeah, but they're still trying to do it. It just doesn't work as well i think yeah not, not that this not that these like relationships in this are amazing i just think just kind of putting a little note here like comparing the two right but uh, but but armageddon was the relationship that they focused on was the people in space and the people on earth and the well particularly one person on earth right mm. this is mostly just the people on earth that are going to die yeah that's true that so that's a little bit that's a different tone in this movie. Like, a lot of people in this movie have just accepted that the world's over. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? In fact, most so, have. It, <laughs> like, there's the idea, it like... It a different feel. Like, the president the whole time was saying, like, you know, this this might not happen, but it's kind of like... But mostly expect that you're going to die. Yeah. Just mostly expect that. Yeah. Because we got a bunker for a million people. A million people. You guys getting some good work done over here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sounds like it. What's the bright one? Uh, Mizar. It's a double star. Good. The one next to it? Uh, Alcor. Good, Biederman. And the one next to that? Uh, I don't know. It's McGrath's. I don't think so. Well, you just said you didn't know. Well, it's not McGrath's. It's, it's something else. Look. Lots of debate in the, uh, it's south. Astro- astrological community, but whether that's <laughs> McGrath's or not, uh, so yeah, I mean, I again, I remember nothing about this movie. Forgot Elijah. <laughs> forgot Eli Wood was in this. Yeah, um, just a welcome presence to say the least. Um, he's you know, so cute. He's so young. Listen, when we watched this, he wasn't Frodo yet. You right. Know what I mean, loved him, but he wasn't Frodo yet. <laughs> After this, he's Frodo. He's and now Frodo. he's just like you know, Frodo. Eli Wood is Frodo. I mean, anyway. Uh, so yeah, we start out. Uh, the start of this movie were just, just uh, I think, some hobbyists, some kids looking through telescopes. I think it's just a high school class, yeah. And they're just, uh, yeah, they're just nighttime looking at the scars through telescopes. Um, Elijah Wood sees 
not McGrath's. Yeah. Sounds like it's not. He sees an anomaly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the teacher says, essentially, like, we'll send this off to a real astronomer and they can figure it out. Was it Dr. Wolf? Dr. Yeah. Wolf? Dr. Wolf? Um, we, we cut to his, uh, what do you call that? Observatory? Observatory. Yes. Nailed it. Um, and, uh, done. so he, he looks at this, he's kind of just going through the motions. He probably gets stuff like this all the time, right? Like he's getting like, he has to verify things that people see in space. Or sure. Just, yeah. This is just what he does. Pretty um, great job to be honest. Eat, just eating pizza. Just so loud. <laughs> just eating pizza. It was just so chomp- messy. <laughs> chomping it. Um, and, uh, so he gets this, uh, he gets this image and he decides to check it out and he runs his computer systems. His data. Yeah. He runs the data. (laughs) He runs the numbers and dear God, as we might expect, because we wouldn't have a movie otherwise, this thing is coming straight for her. Headed straight for us. Or very close, but we're very close to the path. We're very concerned. This has to go to the highest levels. (laughs) Um, so what happens? What do you do in this situation? Well, first of all, you need to send this information out. You need to connect to the internet, uh, which he tries to do. Fails. It doesn't work. (laughs) So he's got to get his floppy disk. Well, yeah. So he's, he's downloading the information to the floppy disk while he's doing this. He's also trying to connect to the email server, which also fails. Now, I don't know a lot about the internet in 1998, but I feel like the internet and the email server might be connected somehow. So, <laughs> like, maybe you need to connect to the internet first, and if that doesn't work, connecting to the er- the email server won't work either. Probably won't. Just just saying. Um, now, <laughs> he tries both of these methods, connecting to the internet, connecting to the email server, exactly once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think... <laughs> See, this is so early on in the internet era that he wasn't... He hasn't yet learned the uh, turn it off and turn it back on. <laughs> tried and tr- te- test and tried method of getting the computer to work. I mean, I didn't know 1998 was so long ago. If that's the case, the, the, the turn it on and turn it off method, no, not a thing. Wolf Biederman, we're seeing him write down the name of uh, what the comet is. Wow. Uh... Well, just just, he, see, just seeing the name he, Wolf Biederman written out like that just uh, uh, makes it very real. <laughs> makes the whole thing very real. Um, but what's funny here is like he's going in such a rush, right? Yes. But like five minutes doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you wouldn't want to give Robert Duvall and his team an extra five minutes. <laughs> well, actually, it ends up really hurting them here. His short term okay. view hurt them in the long run. So. <laughs> he gets into a car accident let's just elephant in the room let's just oh, put this on pause for a sec because I do want to ask you about I don't understand how after this accident how the information actually gets where it needs to go is that kind of just glossed over well the president mentions it that they found it in the car crash but that I, car crash that car crash was first of all excellent like that explosion was really impressive incredible <laughs> yeah like one of the most explosive car explosions i have ever and seen it, it looked amazing it was so bizarre that they 65 needed 65 million dollars was spent on that <laughs> i don't know why i don't but i don't understand like what was the point in slowing down that information if it didn't seem to get slowed down cuz they found it 
Yeah, they found it, but that's the thing that that information that, would have been incinerated. A hundred percent. So that's. But yeah, I have unless the email eventually got sent. That's maybe that's what we can. Or they they found his charred out remains in a charred out car, and like they went to his lab yeah, and they exactly. found and they found this information. Yeah, that's probably the most realistic. It just I didn't understand. There was no point in him having. So first of all. There's no this, need for him to die. Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes, totally. That's what I was like. Why did they kill him? Was that just to give uh, Leo Buterman the lead as the uh, person the comet was named after? It's, it's it was less... named after both of them, though. I know, but if he's still alive, then everyone's really more talking to the scientist who discovered it rather than the the teenager. Shh. Okay, sure. I'm just saying. Um, so uh, that's a bit of a stretch, but okay. I don't know. That's that's the best I can come no, up with. No, but I guess that makes sense. Kill kill him off so we don't even have to have him in the movie. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, I don't even know why. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But I just have to say, it is the single most telegraphed car accident I have ever seen in film. In history. Yes. So excited. And then, but again, when it actually happens, just an inferno. <laughs> just an incredible car accident. It's, it's a car. So what happens, there's a whole thing with 18-wheeler. The driver drops a cigarette, kind of swerving, and they just... It's an he's accident. A, he's on his car phone. And he goes, like, over an embankment, and it explodes. But what I love, it doesn't just explode. Like, it goes from, like, a car to not a car in one second. <laughs> yeah. It's just... It's a car. It's, it's going vaporized. over a hill. It's not good. And then all of a sudden, it's just no... It's, it's like, implode. It's just gone. <laughs> it's no longer what it was. Um, and to this point, uh, comparing the start of Armageddon... Which of the two had the better explosion? I mean, one one is a car, to be clear, and one is a space shuttle getting hit by like space oh, junk. Yeah. So one's a little more epic, but what is the better explosion? Well, the, there's no question the car looks better. Like that, it's an incredible scene. It's a really <laughs> incredible scene. But if you were to extend Armageddon a little bit and include some of the comets or asteroids hitting New York, because mm -hmm. those looked really good too in Armageddon. Like those cars getting flipped over, those were all blown up too. True. So I was really just thinking of like the base level, like in each one. The very introduction. There's a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> getting destroyed. That, yeah. I'm really just comparing the the, yeah, no, the car one, No, the car one's better because it it just looks so good. It's, it's real. It's, it's an it's actual a, giant explosion. Which is funny because Michael Bay has real cars exploding in his movies too. You know what I mean? Like there, that's a happening, but. It's just there's so much. It's the, the yeah. difference. But like this one, yeah. this movie's so much more pared down. It's yeah. like it's taking the time to care about one car exploding, and that's it. Whereas in this one, in Armageddon, it's like we're gonna explode fifty cars, but we're also gonna mix in a ton of CGI. Yeah, and it becomes like I guess it's kind of just a pick your poison what you're into. I don't know why we would pick a poison, but anyway, um, are you intrigued? Yeah. Like mildly, yeah, right, yeah. I'm interested. Like it's fine. Okay, this is a '90s disaster movie. The setup is, you know, a car exploded and <laughs> Eli Wood like saw something in the sky. <laughs> Eli Wood. It's actually not that but intriguing. I mean, I mean, by this point, we still don't even really know what's going on, right? Like, if you didn't know what this movie was about, it, like he has the scientist hasn't said anything. No clue. Yeah, doesn't sound good though. No, doesn't. It seems like a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all flight controllers, we're at T-minus 30 seconds and counting. Let's take a close look. TPUs look good. Logs and LH2 are pressurized. 10, 9, Flight, we're go eight, for auto sequence. Roger, Jerry. 
Good luck and Godspeed on us. Thanks, Mitch. That looks pretty cool. That looks like a real launch. It does look like a real launch. It probably is. They probably just took footage of yeah. a real launch. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yeah. And cutting corners. they're in space. And boom. <laughs> and it's done. And it's easy. Going to space. Easy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just got the world's most anticlimactic uh, rocket launch. I don't think that's the right word because there's no... There would need to be like some sort of buildup in order for it to be anticlimactic. Well, there would have to be a climax for it to be anti—that <laughs> it like something it never reaches because there's nothing there. It's just hey, it's like somebody just pulled out of the driveway. We, like that's the, that's the level it's of so like, casual. Yeah, we just uh, kind of were setting up this clip before that, um, right before that shuttle launch. Yeah. They're at the bar chatting, and then uh, like the the space shuttle team is at the bar. And then that cuts, and then, boom! It's basically go right into the countdown. Like, it, it, it's just it, what? How do we get? So, like, where's the fanfare? Are, are these people saving? <laughs> are these folks saving the world or not? Where Where are the people cheering? Where are the signs? Totally. What's happening? It's It's insane. Like, where's Michael Bay? Like. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, the scene before that, and I mean, maybe it's t to the movie's benefit, I don't know, but, like, the scene before that, in the bar, they're complaining about Duvall saying, like, he shouldn't be on the, he shouldn't be even be on the crew. Yeah. So, you, and then the next scene is them taking off, so we're just assuming this crew is at odds. Yes. You know, there's no, typically you'd get that trope of, they have that little argument, then the older guy builds their trust, you know, in some way, and then they take off and they're a team. Yeah. But right now, they're like... Can't believe I'm stuck with this guy. <laughs> Pretty much, I mean, he, but he basically like tells them like, "Here's why I'm important. Deal with it." Yeah, which you've only played video games. <laughs> I've done it for real. And I actually, I mean, that whole speech I mean, he's actually, not wrong. It all it worked for me. I, I I was like, I respect this guy now, and oh. and he probably is the only person who could land this thing. Robert Duvall, uh, our only hope. Um, <laughs> also, I mean, so there, we don't have the fanfare. Uh, Taylioni is not the anchor of this space mission for some reason. I don't. She's guiding us through the rest of this, like Walter Cronkite. But yeah, this anchor. I mean, he's describing them going into space. Again, it's just so flat here because he's like the anchor who's talking. He sounds like he's in a room where there's a carbon monoxide leak. Like he, he sounds like he's passing out he's just talking as if he's like in front of a student's like a class full of kids and they're so bored and he's like like he's taught the same lesson for 20 they're, years they're burning five hundred thousand <laughs> so liters of fuel and you're like that's exciting man this is huge come on how about a little how about a, how about a little pep <laughs> nothing like, nothing nothing and then they get to the space station there's no Russian there doing crazy stuff. <laughs> There's no explosion. Like, everything here goes fine. Everything goes smoothly. It's really weird. Um, so they're basically, they, they take the shuttle up to the space station to switch on to the Messiah. And then, uh, yeah, they're going towards... Yeah, they load up the nukes. Just just loading up nukes. Got some space nukes. And then uh, they're, they got to approach the, uh, the comet and... Um, yeah, they're coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, they, they are they coming do. in hot. There's the Messiah. <laughs> the 1998 graphics. 1998 graphics of the Messiah. Um, yeah, so they're coming in hot. Once, uh, like, again, I don't know what it was. I just thought that they were setting up Doom for this team the whole way. I don't know why you thought that either. I felt like it felt pretty benign most of the way. The only thing I knew you had to worry about was the sun. 
I think the thing was that, again, the comparison between uh, this and Armageddon. So I think because when I think about Armageddon and that cast, without even having seen that movie, I kind of knew everyone that was in it. And they were like these larger than life characters in this. Like, I didn't remember any of these these astronauts. And so I I think I was just like assuming yeah. they just like... So I'm just going to be right. incredibly wrong early, like a Steven Seagal type situation in Executive <laughs> Decision. All movies like calling back to that when they can, obviously. So, I mean, so for example, like, <laughs> they're coming in hot to this uh, this asteroid or this comet, and there's all the debris, and it looks, I mean, it looks like they're going to crash on entry. Yeah, they hit something, like, instantly. It's really bad. Yeah. And it's like, how is, because they're, she's like, these are the size of houses, so if any one of those hits them and they're everywhere, yeah, and so, we and we can't stress enough because you mentioned it earlier, but we have to say like it looks rickety, like their, space, rickety. their spaceship looks like if it got hit by a rock, looks it like they had fall like, apart. It looks like Lego. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like they had about uh, less than a year to put it together in space. <laughs> yeah. So, and because this movie is dealing more in like reality, reality. <laughs> use that term as loosely as possible, but. It felt like if that blew up on entry and it just that would have been like would have made sense right yeah I, yeah i agree with that yeah. um but uh so yeah but and, but and they so, are setting us up for what they do later on in the movie it's true so i think i just thought it was coming sooner right for example robert duvall is putting up the picture of his family like his, <laughs> yeah. his wife and kids when they were all like younger it's yeah. like i was like they're gonna die that's right a now. little ominous thought for that's sure a little ominous i mean uh, yeah, if I was the cold pilot, I'd be like, "Dude, hey!" So I was. <laughs> I think we got a chance. So I'm actually shocked they landed this thing. Um, I like the way this landed. Is this movie better if they don't land the, it? Like if it explodes, like I said, oh, uh, probably not. No, because they got to save the day. They do got to save the day. But I like the way they hook, they attach here because, like, you had a problem with in Armageddon, or like, how are they going to get off? It doesn't make any sense. This they just unhook and they would float away, right? So it actually does make sense. They would be able to get off of it. Yeah. I like that. Makes sense. So, um, yeah. I, oh, my gosh. Oh, sorry. I, I forgot that we're actually, like, into... Yeah, we're, in, we're, we're there. We're into... Spoiler alert. <laughs> There's only, like, three scenes in this, and, like, action scenes, as we like to kind of cover our big set pieces, one of them being the car exploding say. in the first 30 seconds of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So really just two main scenes we're going to be talking about here. So yeah, we are in the main space <clears> mission. Uh, so this is exciting because uh, I actually, I really enjoyed the scene. So I really like this scene too. This looks incredible. There's one part when they're towards the end where they're running away. Mm. Man, that looked really good. Yes. So uh, I'm, we'll get into the comparison between this and Armageddon as far as like the missions to the yeah. the thing that's trying to kill the humanity. Uh, but first, I want to get into the actual, like, what happens here. So, yeah. um, they have these drills, which are really cool, called moles. The moles, yeah. Which... Way better idea. Way better idea. <laughs> They're like the, like, I don't know, we'll call them, like, supersonic nuclear uh, <laughs> sure. uh, drills. They're just... They're, they they don't need the people. You just throw them in the ground, they go. They go. And they were working great. Until they weren't. Well, one, one didn't work. One got a little bit stuck. But still. Um, so, this drill's getting stuck. Um... How do you want to describe how this kind of uh, plays out here? So, yeah, it's actually pretty exciting. It's actually this one is just so much, again, toned down, like with Armageddon. 
it's just there's stuff happening constantly like breakdown here breakdown there the stuff flying at them gas exploding this one they get on there it's intense like it's a tense scene and but we've been told building up to this point in the movie that basically the main thing they have to fear is the sun yes they have 14 hours to land on this thing get the drill down there's 14 hours of darkness i think by the time they land they only have seven um but when the sun gets there it goes up to 350 degrees and we know also that like the drilling is taking longer than it should so yeah. we already know that this is working against them yeah. yeah so so they're they're up against the clock but i like again seven hours is a long time like that's they didn't say oh you have an hour you and have a half 15 minutes right exactly <laughs> so so they go down and to your point um the one of them gets stuck and Oren, who is uh ron eldard ron eldard yes uh he goes down into the hole and it's it's a pretty cool scene because there's no gravity or very little gravity yeah. he's trying to jam it and i like how that whole scene looks and it's really intense because at that point they're down to like a few minutes left of without sun yes or before the sun hits them yeah and just the way it unfolds and everybody else is able to get their visors down to protect their eyes and their face yeah Orin, because he's got kind of stuck in the hole on his way out, he comes just flying out of the spins hole, spins around and just sizzles his face, and and just hard to have you know when you, I imagine if you're in that much pain, hard to like focus on doing what you need to do, like pulling down that shield. Yeah, right? he w- well, he was trying. You could see him trying, but the suits and like cumbersome, and he couldn't quite. Oh man, good scene though. It's a really good scene because it, yeah, um, and so he comes flying out and also during all this like uh, Robert Duvall has decided that they're going to fly when they shouldn't because he's wasting like precious fuel but yeah. he's going to fly in and save them which they needed like that actually did save them um, so like they're they're now like running away because now the sun is like setting it, off these gas pockets like, and, and they and they mention it like so they, they talk about this on earth that this is what's going to happen which is cool because they're like we they kind of telegraph it. So essentially they say there's going to be all these geysers, which will essentially essentially be like landmines. Yeah. And so when that starts happening, once they are able to kind of pull in, uh, take care of Ron Eldard, so they're running away. And first of all, actually, when they're running away, there's a shot, like a camera angle inside his visor. Oh, a couple of them. Yes. And so it's like a static shot, but like we see kind of through his visor, the, the world behind him like space yeah the the you know the this comet and that's all moving so it's just a really like a really really cool shot like yeah that um i don't know like artistic like cool yeah it looked really good and so um and then so they're on these geysers the shots they're running away there's these explosions in the background it just looks really good and then of course um uh gus john favreau favreau yeah gets like exploded like how it's like It'd be like shooting uh, a toy out of a bidet. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just goes flying. Like he's just gone. And he's the, gone, and then he's in outer space. And it's like, it just looks really great. Um, yeah. What, what did you think of how this kind of? It's a set piece. It's a great set piece. It's a that really upholds. great set piece. It's very entertaining. It's and it's tense. And once Gus gets shot off, you're just like, all bets are off. Yeah. Like this is where I could totally see people thinking that this is just going to completely fail like they're not going to be able to get to the ship and then they have another great scene inside where robert duvall makes the call that we can't get him we can't get gus but the russian michael michael is just like we have to we have to and it's just like no like we can't and that's why the older guy was there yeah to make calls like that yeah right and he even he even just says he's like it's okay 
Yeah. He just like shuts th- him down with that. That was so, I felt like that's all he had to say, right? It's just, it's going to be okay. Yeah. That was, it was. It's got a little the, couple of goosebumps. Yeah, I know, that. right? This is, this is a really great scene. And there's one part when they're running, it's happening right now, I think. Um, the st- all the gas is going off behind them and they're running towards the ship. It looks so real. Like, it looks incredible. Totally. And and the thing that you touched on, like, a minute ago, and I think is the key thing about comparing these two scenes between Armageddon and this, yeah. is, like, this is all building to, like, one thing that's happening. Like, it's all, like... How, how, what am I trying to say? It's it's a single set piece where it's like you follow the action like literally as it goes, like it's just like one straight line. Yeah. Whereas Armageddon, it's just like five hundred things are going wrong. <laughs> People are making one liners, and it's just it's all over the place, and it's hard to like personally to kind of like sink my teeth into that kind of yeah. hold on to that. Where it's like this is just like step by step by step. Here's the problem. Here's what's going on. Here's the result, and here's the outcome like it's just like it's a great set piece. yeah it's almost in real time <clears throat> whereas in armageddon it's like i had trouble figuring out like where are the action scenes you yeah. know because the whole movie is just like this weird actually we're looking at the shot of inside the visor Man, yeah it just looks just a good idea it looks great to put a camera in a cool spot anyway like this right here i think looks amazing like for 1998 this looks like interstellar right now or parts of uh oh there goes gus and it's like, how did they do that? Like, it looks really good. It looks really good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, they set off the nuke. Uh, the Messiah gets rocked in the process. Uh, and the president has to give a speech after that saying, eh, space mission didn't go so well. It, did, it actually made things worse. Now, we can't do anything about the little one, but, uh, you know, it just might give them a chance. Without the army codes, we're going to have to wait to set the bomb timers until we get closer to Earth to raise Houston. We may not have enough life support left to get back into the cargo bay for the nukes, much less to work down on the comet. We sure as hell don't have enough repellent left in the Messiah to uh, to maneuver with. How are we supposed to get back off the surface once we've uh, once we've gone down there? We don't. Hey, look at the bright side. We'll all have high schools named after us. Line of the movie? I think so. Is that the line of the movie? I love this scene. Great pick. Um, yeah, so the crew's going to try to do something about this uh, this comet. The bigger one. Yeah, because they, they screwed up so bad they made two comets. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, things are going to happen here. This is going to strike. Uh, and this is actually pretty exciting. And, you know, something that's a big difference between um, Armageddon... And this movie is the disaster happens, right? Like in yeah. Armageddon. Well, I mean, Paris gets well, leveled, New York gets hit pretty hard. Uh, but yes, <laughs> this is the entire. This East. is worse. We would have gotten destroyed. You Where, wouldn't be able to listen to this podcast anymore. Exactly. Uh, I don't have a sad trombone sound effect. <laughs> best I could do in the circumstances. And, in a situation like deep, deep impact, you do the best you can. It's pretty close. Maybe you maybe you have to hop on a dirt bike if you got to. So where do we even begin? Not um, only fun, but practical. Uh, so uh, Leo Biederman, <laughs> he gets selected. He oh yeah, let's talk about that. So um, the president after the space uh, failure that we just uh, talked about. Yeah, um, the president has to come on and say, 
we failed. And then actually, so what's the plan? They're going to um, their their last line of defense is to just shoot missiles at this yeah, thing, which they know is not going to work though. But yeah, but basically, there there's two hundred thousand doctors, scientists, and whatever already selected, and eight hundred thousand, including including Leo Biederman <laughs> and his family, Taya Leone. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, <clears throat> they've been selected. So people are trying. All this is going on while. The astronauts just said what they said. They're going to blow up the big one. But nobody on Earth knows that No, because there's been a communication breakdown. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. They've Yeah, they have they've basically have a plan for an underground society. Um, uh, Leo Biederman decides last second, no, not, not, not doing it. it. Not worth it. Not doing it. And you know what? I kind of understood because he's walking up to it and they're showing like this like big cavernous area. And it's like eh, two years in there. <laughs> without my girl or just like i don't know is that living is that gonna be living for, I, mean, I mean i get it's, it you're alive i get it but two years is long but it's not that long right it's not a an insane amount of time and i don't know i i, I, I would suck i'm gonna be one of the billions of people who die yeah uh, I, I get it <laughs> um okay so <clears throat> uh i gotta say though great shot of the traffic insane so totally believable <laughs> this movie again so the comparisons are Armageddon, but michael bay is able to make armageddon seem like this worldwide thing and i feel it like it feels like yeah, you, everyone on earth is very much aware in this one everything kind of happens in rooms for the most part yeah. until later it really isn't until i see this highway scene like oh wow I, I understand the scale of what this would look like um it just it's not in this movie until late it's I, not I throughout yeah but so how but this shot so it's like we're looking down a highway it's just incredible but it's it's a low shot but it's going long so what we're seeing is like kind of like it's like a hilly highway rolling hills yeah but it's just packed like sardines on is that me- still something people say in the medians on both sides going each way but they're all going one way completely jammed packed just with cars. chaos and you would imagine that's how it looks like forever you know, it just goes on indefinitely. Right. And, and it's like, these people aren't moving. And it's like, it actually feels like this is what it would look and feel like. Yeah, it, it I find the visual actually works. It hits pretty hard. Because it, Way would, hard. it would be such a... <laughs> <laughs> Way hard. Super hard. The like, hardest. <laughs> I don't know. It would just feel so demoralizing. Like you just okay, we're gonna get we're gonna get out of here, right? Like you, I find you feel that level of desperation. Absolutely. In this movie. Um. So, uh, Leo. Oh, first of but all, but I so- gotta I gotta go I gotta go back a little bit because got I gotta ask you. So when they the army comes to pick up the Biedermans, mm-hmm. his family, oh, he's yeah. married to Sarah. Yes. They got married so that they could come, and apparently he was told that her family could come as well. Oh yeah. Now, in that situation, you're Sarah's parents. I got a whole thing on this. Yes. What do you want to save it? Or no, 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 no. Okay. Now's the time. <clears throat> do you? What do you do? Do you make her get on the bus to go to safety, or do you say when she says, "I want to stay with my parents"? That's a really hard. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I would try to make them go because I, we're as far as we know, we're dead. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there was any like. I would want to give my kid a chance. I agree, but I also don't think there's any like. I kind of don't think there's any wrong decisions in a weird way. So, for example, no, I, I, you, oh, I get both sides. For example, like 
Taya Leone gives a, her spot for her her kind of mentor and her kid, right? Like yeah. A, because she's got a young kid, so Taya Leone just lets her go. Um, you know, um, when that happens... Um, I get that. Like, well, no, but that's the easy one. No, I that's get... That's a Boromir, isn't it? No, but... <laughs> It is. It's absolutely Bormir. I skip ahead, but yes, it is Bormir. So we gotta give it out. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Forgive me. I have failed you all. No, the full brain. Taylioni just gave up her spot, and she dies spectacularly. Yes. <laughs> spectacularly. Like one of the first people. One of the. That's what I got. Her and her dad are the first people to die. This. <laughs> yeah. Travesty. Um. <clears throat> no, but the woman that Taya Leone gives her spot to, she's made to look like a monster, I thought. Oh, be- because she daggers was- at the White House press co- conference. No, no. Well, that too. But I'm ta- just talking about like when like when she says, like, I'm just going to wait here for she's the, oh. with her kid waiting for the wave to hit. Right. Yeah. 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 And Taya Leone's like, like rips the kid out of her arms oh. is running the helicopter like. Like, I'm going to be the one to save your kid. That's right? what it seemed like, right? Which I'm just like, you know what? That's not your call, Taya Leone. Like, no, it, definitely not. It's, I mean, we just gave her the Bormir Awards. So they can't take it away now. But the point is, it's like, <laughs> no, but was, I think she that... was meant to look like, I thought that woman was meant to look like a monster. But it's like, man, if, if that's how people want to go alone with their kid, because yeah. they're going to die anyway. Yeah. No, totally. It's not your choice to make. It's, no, but I like her choice is taken out of her hands because she wasn't chosen to be one of the 800,000 people. Yeah. I didn't like that. I just didn't like that. But I mean, I don't think that's what she intended. I don't know why they made it look like that. Her intention was to give her her spot when she grabbed the kid. Yes. Yeah. But the whole thing. The, they made I just, her look like I didn't, it. Yeah. I just didn't like it. Now, as far as Biederman, uh, Biederman and Sarah and the parents, all I could think this whole time is just like. These parents must like can't know how to feel about Leo. Like, first of all, they I think they kind of hate him because he's just kind of like a a wise ass, like way too smart. He's not a wise ass, but I think they're just kind of like they they know this kid's like smarter than them and probably <laughs> resented for it. Um, and then they're I like, I don't know. I thought when he went over and got like helped him with looking for Sarah, that seemed like they had a pretty good relationship. I know, clearly resented that, and I get it, that it clearly resented that oh, he was going to be saved. Totally. That, but, yes. But then he's like, but I'm going to save you and your parents, so then they must have, like, done, done a 180, <laughs> yeah. and then they go to what? get on the bus, and they're they're not on the list. Yeah. Then it's like, well, <laughs> I hate this Leo, kid. were you just messing with us, Leo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just wanted to marry my daughter, you SOB. And then Leo leaves. He just he's leaves. Gone. Yeah. Then he changes his mind and comes back. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, like, playing with these people's emotions, and they must be like, I hate that kid. I love this kid. I hate this kid. I love this kid. Yes. And he's Leo Biederman. He's Leo. He's the famous Leo Biederman. Um, So, yeah. And then, actually, a great shot of, we were mentioning when Taya Leone is giving up her spot. Great shot of the helicopter taking off. Yeah. The helipad. She's standing there. The camera's kind of sweeping up forward, and we got an amazing, like, shot of the skyscrapers because the helipad is on top of a huge skyscraper yeah we see all these other helicopters like flying towards the washington monument like it looks great it looks really cool and just epic like it was good scale like in what was a pretty small movie in a lot of ways yeah even though it went to space it's not very grand but then by the end it's saving it, all this bigger stuff for the end like totally shot of the highway um and then you know the shot of, then, of the skyscrapers 
And then we get the impact. <laughs> then we get the impact. So um, the comet hits. Gotta say, looking at the shot of it coming out the highway, because we're seeing it in different areas. So, for example, we're seeing it in New York. We're seeing it come down the highway where um, Leo. First of all, it's ridiculous he actually ever found her and it's her family. It, that's doesn't it, make any sense. There's but no. We'll just we'll just way. we'll pretend that he did. I mean, because he did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But the size of the wave that comes down that highway. It's pretty clear to me that Leo was never going to get high enough on the... Never. They do. Spoiler alert. They they do make it to safety, but the size of the wave and what they're showing, it there's no way they would be able to get up that mountain. Yeah, there's... Zero percent chance. There's absolutely no way. Totally agree. And the other thing is, like, as far as they're all concerned, though, this is all futile. Yeah. Because that was just the little one. Yes. Right, the big one's going to hit in Western Canada. God damn you, Canadians! <laughs> and so many, and, and so many people. To that point, like they showed a lot of people just like, and we mentioned it too, but just people have come to, to terms with that. Some of just, them have, yeah. But just, there's we're, a lot we're of gonna people run anymore. Running. Just like, yeah, tons of people running. It's just the normal thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just kind of fight keep or going. flight. You can't really fight it. So the old, the old survival thing kicks in. <laughs> yeah. Um, Statue of Liberty gets hit. We see its head rolling around. Yeah, so what do you think, though? This is a big part of this movie, obviously. How do you think the wave, the tidal wave, looks? It looks fake. Mostly bad. It looks... What I do appreciate it, if I do, is the scale of it. Like, it looks big. Like, there was some time put into, obviously, like, how they would do this. The graphics just aren't there to make this look the way it needs to look. But it looks... I think it looks looks okay. I... I think you hit the nail on that. I think they did an amazing job with the scale of it. And I think that's what makes it look better than other movies, even though the CGI of it yeah. is not great. Because it just, yeah, the, the like the wall coming over New York is just, it's a big wave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the biggest wave I've ever seen in a disaster movie, probably. The whole, the whole... The whole scene where Taya Leone and her dad are on the beach and that's where the wave comes in, I think that looks pretty good until, like, I love when the water gets drawn out. That and we actually really see, cool. like, where the... The where drop-offs the, yeah. are and everything. I think that all looks really cool. And then when it goes to the side and you kind of see them just kind of these tiny little humans on the beach and the wave come in, that doesn't look so good. But again, the scale, I think, is perfect. Yeah. That helps it a lot. And it is just fun to think that Taya Leone and her dad were just the first to go. <laughs> yeah, number one. Swiped away to see. What we're kind of uh, now leading up to is like the astronauts yeah. are now saying goodbye. Yeah. Quick comparison. Uh, how did this scene where all the astronauts, astronauts they've made the decision to try to do what they can to save the world. Um, and they're talking to their family. We, of course, get a similar scene with uh, Bruce Willis and, and her daughter at the end of Armageddon. How do these two compare for you? I love this one. I mean, this one, I was crying. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. It's like shocking. Like, where did this come from? It's nothing, like, there's nothing grand or over the top about it. It's just each astronaut talk, except for poor Michael, Mikael. <laughs> he didn't get anybody. No, no. But uh, But the family's just being normal. Like, yeah. just, I love you. You know, I, I don't know. It just really hit me. It hit me. And like Orin's got Orin's got a, a baby son named Orin. Yeah, he can't see him. So like Blair Underwood is helping describe, and it's just it's really sweet and like sweeter than you would ever expect it to be. <laughs> yeah, and it's like this movie got a really bad rating, and it's like this movie's better than its score. Oh, totally. This is definitely- Armageddon. I can understand why some people ultimately end up with around a fifty percent, but I think this movie is like 
There's good actors in this movie. There's it's great. Well done. It's um, well acted. It's really well made. And what happened to Ron Eldard? Yeah. <laughs> Because he's great in this movie. I should have mentioned him in the performances because he's he's really good. I really enjoyed what he's doing. Yeah, he has a nice arc. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a really... So that ultimately ends up being a really touching scene. And then, again, though, this... So it, after they say their goodbyes, they basically just drift off into the back of the comet and boom, gone, done. <laughs> it's very... It's so, like... Wh- I had to rewind it. What? I'm like, because I, I had to rewind it because I think I looked away for one second. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, they saved the world? I missed that? I yeah. missed them save the world? I was trying to understand, like, the... Because they had to drill down to a certain depth. And I was like, they had to get down to, like, what? Essentially, like, 100 feet. I think it was only 100 feet, yeah. So, but I was like, did that work? So, but when I rewound it, it's like, okay, well, they, they like, flew into a crevice. And yeah, that's what they and say. And this ship is, like pretty big so it's at least 100 feet in there and that thing just it just turned into space dust yeah they robert duvall said that when it passed close to the sun it would melt some sort of ice crevice so they flew into that classic ice crevice so they should have <laughs> drilled they should have drilled to 800 feet absolutely <laughs> not 100 that was the problem the whole time they didn't go deep enough they needed aj frost <laughs> or whatever his name was harry stamper but listen <laughs> we gave one out to Taylioni. Forgive me. I have failed you all. No more Congratulations I, to the crew of the uh, Messiah. I guess so. <laughs> for saving the world. Oh, like only, uh, only Bruce Willis got got one. A high school named after him. That's right. <laughs> Here we got oh whole, no, we you got mean a, the Boromir? Yeah. Yeah. Here exactly. We got two. <laughs> <laughs> same thing, same thing. Okay, this is exciting. Uh, we're at the end of that scene. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the world was mostly saved. Um, just a little aside. World was mostly saved. Yeah, a lot of Africa, Europe, and the eastern seaboard of the U.S. was uh, destroyed. But that's okay. It's time for <laughs> something I've been waiting all show for. It's our top five. Five, four, three, two, one. Why am I so excited? It's because I believe I have the single best number one <laughs> okay. of all time. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, Derek, are you prepared? Yep. All set. Wonderful. Uh, you're number five. I, I got to admit, since you, you've been hyping this up, I, I feel bad. I really, I don't think mine are very good, but this, okay. This, let's this, dive into it. There's a greater than 50% chance this falls flat, and I've overpromised. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Number five. Yes. When, when they're going into the caves, they got like elephants and ostriches and you're just like, I understand where you're coming from, but come on, they'll take up so, like, there's no way you're taking two of every animal. It's not an actual biblical story. Like, this is insanity. Okay, number four. Uh, in 1998, the internet was pretty new. Pretty new. Yep. So Hard Je- to connect to email servers, certainly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So when... After Jenny met the president, she goes back and searches for L-E and E-L-E. And to me, it's just hilarious that in 1990, she was able to find exactly what she was looking for. Not only did she figure out that it wasn't an affair. (laughs) I don't know, we talked about it earlier, but to me, it's hilarious that it went from an affair to the 
end complete global destruction. Those were her only two options to ask questions about the next day. And it was just like, <laughs> a, like, and the website itself, like, just looked ridiculous. And there's like dinosaurs. It's like extinction level event, dinosaurs, <laughs> yeah. uh, like a kind of a beige, sandy uh, yeah. background, <laughs> kind of a, a, a very serif uh, text. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe computerized graphics on the sides of the page, like oh. like a, like a GeoCities thing. You That's know, exa- yes, it's great. <laughs> it's That's awesome. Where this is pre Wikipedia. Let me remind you. Oh, you know. it, this is a long time ago. Uh, number three. Number three. So when <laughs> when Leo Biederman is like giving a presentation or a talk at his high school. Oh my school, god! Yes. And one of the kids stands up. Gotta say. A little refreshing to see an actual high school kid in TV with pimples. <laughs> like keep it real. I mean, every kid in high school stuff is always just like look like perfect Ron skin. El- look like Ron Eldard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Po- post sunburn. How about I get a little like? Uh, Hold on. Are you talking about the kid that stands up and talks about? And talks about how much sex Leo Biederman yes, is going to okay. get. So yeah, let's go live. Jason, you know. You're going to have sex a lot more now than anyone else in our class. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Famous people always get sex, Mr. Perry. That's the main reason it's good to be famous. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> he literally bows. <laughs> it's such a strange scene. <laughs> Great choice. It was on my list, but uh, I'm not surprised that you have it. Amazingly, though, you did not scoop my number one. Okay. Uh, Derek, what's your next? Uh, number two. N- number two. <clears throat> when when the president announces what's happening and so they got a year, blah, 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 pay your bills. He says, I'm freezing all wages and prices. I don't think he can do that. I don't think the president could just be like, nobody's allowed to pay any more or less for anything. Yes, he is, man. <laughs> what you pay for a bottle of water today is what you're going to pay tomorrow. Yeah. Boom. Sure. Okay. And my number one. To me, the mo- of all the stuff that happens in this movie, the most insane thing that happens is you've touched on it, is the most important story in the history of the world. They just say, oh, we'll just put this beat reporter on the desk presenting to the world the most important. Like, that is, to me, that's insane. Like She's not good at it either. And she's really awkward. And I think that's supposed to be part of the charm or whatever. But like, what? Why? It doesn't. Like her whole like career story almost doesn't make any sense. But no, it doesn't. <laughs> I just thought that was she like, just tumbled into a, it, and she was just like, a really dumb choice. Just make her the news anchor, like at the begin from the beginning. Exactly. Why do you have to go through this whole arc with her? It's just it's a it's a long trip to get there. Long trip. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Okay. Good job, Derek. In the similar vein of what we're just talking about, uh, James Cromwell, uh, Taya Leone, Taya Leone uh, approaches him at his, like at his house. It's and is like going like just rolling the camera on him, filming her his daughter. Like she is like a trashy reporter. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's not. That's, that's, I kind of get it because he says to her, "I know you're just a reporter, but you used to be a person, right?" It's like. <laughs> pretty bad and i i don't usually care for reporters being or you know the media being uh shown in this light movies like just seen as like pariahs but she is pretty nasty in this yeah. movie and then to like reward it it's just it's just a weird thing that we have to spend the time to uh that's to, true uh, yeah so that's my number five <laughs> yeah very, uh, very uplifting number four uh 
the FBI has to like apprehend Taylioni because she knows too much apparently. Uh, so how do they get well, her? So they think she knows too much, but she knows nothing. She knows nothing. Jon Snow. <laughs> but they're ramming her car. <laughs> they ram- I'm sure they could have just. Use sirens <laughs> the old-fashioned way, yes. or even just said, hey, pull over, or whatever. Wait for her to stop? Or run her off the road. <laughs> just wait for her to get where she's going? <laughs> it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Uh, number three, I, you know, the line we, we talked about already, but look on the bright side. We'll ha- all have uh, high schools named after us. Um, number two, there's a really actually nice scene after... After the boils on uh, Ron Eldart's face have, have subsided a little bit, a nice little conversation between him and uh, Robert Duvall, like actually pretty touching. Um, uh, that, that you know they're kind of uh, talking about their generational differences. I mean, Ron Eldart is an astronaut, but they're making it seem like he's never read a book before. <laughs> yeah, I know. he's like I'm a child in the '90s. I only watch movies. It's like because that's the only form of uh, <laughs> yeah, like uh, of, of new uh, of uh, of new entertainment in the '90s, but. It's a nice thing. They have a connection. Yeah. It ends with, uh, uh, you know, Robert Duvall's reading Moby Dick, starts yeah. reading Moby Dick to him, and Ron Elder laughs. It's just a nice little yeah. scene. Nice I think little, it's a great scene. And, like, a good personal thing. That, missing in Armageddon, just just to say. And my number one, Here we've been go. waiting all, all show for this. <laughs> I've been waiting uh, 24 hours for this moment. We're number one. My number one. Yeah. We're going live. Let's just let the scene play Where out. Where were you today? I've been looking all over for you. Why weren't you at school? My dad said I didn't have to go. He said there's no point. <laughs> I talked to civil defense. They said if you and I got married, we'd be family and I could get you in. Well, what about my parents? They're not your family. I don't want to go without my parents. You don't have to. I'm the famous Leo. And I had to use my family, but I got them to let your family go too. I'm the famous Leo Biederman. (laughs) There's some. I don't know why this hits me so hard. Something about just a very young uh, Elijah Wood (laughs) clearly just had his braces removed. Just, just a very mild mannered kid. Finally, you know what? You know what? I've been taking crap my whole life i've liked astronomy <laughs> i've been made fun of i'm called a nerd but now i got some respect on my name i'm the famous leo <laughs> biederman and i'm gonna cash in yeah. finally on this name it's incredible stuff <laughs> and you did. i'm the famous leo i'm gonna be saying i'm the famous whoever for the rest of my life thank you for that gift oh, deep man. impact thank you for that gift Elijah Wood. Eli Wood. (laughs) Eli Wood. (laughs) Jerry Butler. Need to see them in a movie together. And that is our top five. Five. Four. Three. (laughs) Two. One. Um little uh housekeeping here, just going through uh going through our beats. We do have to talk about best scene. Is that all you got, huh? Is that all you got? 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 Of course, that's uh, Miss Piggy punching the comet. Take um, that, Derek. You have like three choices. Yeah. Well, 
You actually stole a bit of my thunder, but oh, sorry, go on. I stole your thunder? Yeah. Oh, I think I actually, I think I know what you're going to say. Um, but I mean, some other, some options here would obviously be uh, the world's biggest car explosion. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, the, the scene in space, the great set piece. Yeah. Um, I think uh, that wave demolishing Taylioni and her father. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> and then I, I guess what we just witnessed uh, on the, the famous Leo Beaterman. Yeah, that's definitely up there. That's definitely up there. Um, no, but you, I think it was your number two was that scene between Robert Duvall yeah. and uh, Ron Eddard? Eldard? Ron Eldard. Eldard. Which I think I'm pronouncing that A very hard. Okay. <laughs> Probably just like Ron Eldard. Eldard. Uh, like Ron Eldard. Eldard. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but it's just really nice. It just seems so normal and natural. It like like a real conversation, like real people, and actually like a a conclusion of where they started. Yeah, you know what like I mean. There's a there's a yeah there's a good story there between these two guys. A real respect. Um, and, and again, like something that's just like not anywhere close to being in Armageddon. Like <laughs> no. just not capable of doing that. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean that's not necessarily the best scene, but that's my favorite. It's just I, I got you. all this going on. You just get a nice scene between these two guys. Um, now, because I picked uh, for my top five, uh, I'm the famous Leo Biederman. I'm not going to double up okay. and, and choose that again. <laughs> um, but that's the only reason. So I'm going to go with that first uh, kind of bombing run, the, that set piece on, on the on the uh, comment. Loved it, especially that. Yeah. If, I, if I'm doing like specific, like just like camera shots, that shot from inside the the, the helmet. Yeah, that was the great. space helmet was great. Um, best death. Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> For me, it's down to two. I mean, billions of people die, but I'm, I was able to put it down to two again. The car exploding. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's so great. Just just a fireball. Uh, across <clears throat> the sky, and then Taylioni and her dad just yeah. demolished by that wave, uh, or Gus. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's got to be getting just hit, getting hit by a wave going what they say eleven hundred kilometer or miles an nice hour. Nice to know, like there's been no real pain. Like you're not. Oh, gonna, it's instant. You're not going to drown. Like the no. the flesh is going to get ripped off your bones in <laughs> yeah. seconds. Yeah, you're. That's how I want to go. Actually, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> compare this with Armageddon? We're gonna all roll into one uh, <laughs> okay. gigantic meatball. <clears throat> Hall of Fame worthy. So two discussions here. We're gonna discuss whether this should be in the Hall of Fame as we typically do, but we're gonna also roll in, you know, whether or not or just what's the better movie? What's the better 1998 disaster movie? So I think let's start with Hall of Fame. Okay. I'm an O. I am an O as well. Much better than I was expecting. A great a great like popcorn movie, just not Hall of Fame worthy for me. Hundred percent dreaded watching this movie. Totally. I, because I, I think that plays a lot in, like, in <laughs> watching some well, of these movies. Yeah, because you build it up negatively. Because my thought process was going into this week was, well, I never wanted to watch this movie again in twenty five years. It can't be good. Yeah. Like I don't remember enough yeah. from it as to whether or not it's good. But I never wanted to watch it again. So. It, can't be good but then watching it you're like i think it's better a now that we're older because it's a more adult movie than armageddon is yes you know because it's more mature like it's Armageddon's more for teenagers this yeah. is more for adults this is more about people's relationships and literally what how do you handle that to a certain extent when the world's coming to an end yeah and uh so it's in that sense i think this is a now that we both say that it's not getting in we can move on to the comparison yes. this is a much better movie 
not even close. Armageddon. <laughs> to me, it's not even close. Like, yeah. I get if people want their over-the-top action, but it's just like, but again, it's not there's, over, nothing, there's nothing to sink my, your teeth It's not over-toppy enough. No. Like, no. it's not in your face. And, and like, side-by-side -side comparisons, too. So, um, you know, for me, like, this movie, more based in reality. And just, like, I don't know. I, I, maybe because I'm older, but I, I just like how these... I like movies that unfold in reality first before things kind of go crazy it's like you kind of get a chance to get grounded and get invested in people you know oh which yeah. is nice i like getting invested yeah. in the characters i'm watching for two hours or two and a half hours if i have to <laughs> um so yeah so more based in reality uh just really like one main set piece as far as like uh being in space but you know that was more of a felt more like planned out it just felt better it just felt like more of a set piece than the the madness that was happening yeah, in armageddon exactly armageddon does feel bigger I'll, I'll give it that but uh i mean deep impact shorter <laughs> which it's a feather in its cap i gotta be honest with you <laughs> yeah. a better father daughter stuff between taya leone and her dad than i think bruce willis and and um yeah live tyler Liv tyler thank you yeah no the i all the stuff that's happening on Earth with the relationships, whether it's the Biedermans and Sarah's family or Taya Leone and her family, because Vanessa Revgrave, even though she's only in it for a few minutes, is yeah. great in here. Like, all of that feels more. Like, it feels true. It feels organic. Totally. And you can understand why Taya Leone is mad at her father and all, like, all the dynamic. Like, you mentioned everything between the Biedermans and Sarah's family. Like, that would be hard. All of yes. that would be hard to deal with. And you feel that. And it makes it a better movie, as opposed to just eye candy, which Armageddon is. And if you like that, that's great. That's what's there. Totally. It's delicious eye candy, and it's fun, but you don't want to watch it again. It's empty. Yeah. It's empty it's, calories. It's totally empty. And again, like, you know, this is not the best movie in the world at all, but for me, much more rewatchable. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll revisit this. It's just not quite to the level of being a true Hall of Fame movie. Yeah, there's not enough action in it. That's the big thing. There's not enough action in it to make it a truly and listen, action movie classic. We are comparing 1998 disaster movies. Something you have to nail here. The President. <laughs> yes. And there is no comparison here. No. Morgan Freeman, thank you for doing what you do. Okay, everyone, that is a wrap on this week's episode of the Action Movie Hall of Fame. You can visit us on our website, actionmoviehalloffame.com. You can also send us an email and uh, tell us why we're right or wrong at actionmoviehalloffame at gmail.com. And like Matt said at the top, I think you said it, don't forget to rate and review and tell everybody you know about the best action movie review podcast out there. I don't think I did, actually. <laughs> and if you don't give us five stars, um, what am I going to do? Um, I am going to... Um, Name a high school after you. <laughs> I'm going to uh, drive my 18-wheeler uh, and drop a cigarette in my lap. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in your neighborhood. And see what happens. God, that's awful. That's an awful thing to do. So, you know, easiest thing to do is yeah, give us just five stars. save us that trouble. And, uh, you know, we'll make sure that your week is always action-packed with a new episode out each and every week. Okay, Derek, what should everyone watch for next week's episode? And also, the last... The end. It's been it's been a crazy ride. We've been doing a, a blockbuster summer of movies, um, even though we watched Deep Impact this week. No, it was a blockbuster. I mean, just just a just shy four in the million. shadow of uh, in yes. Armageddon. That's all. Um, but next week, our final blockbuster movie Ooh, of baby. the summer. It's a big one. It's a huge one. What are we watching? Next week's nominee is 1993's Jurassic Park. 
Oh. That little movie. Oh, yeah, I remember that, that one. That small little one. Spielberg. Love him. Okay. Um, can't wait. I've been waiting. In fact, I've wanted to watch this movie all summer. Haven't been able to because I'm saving it for this week. Great summer movie. So excited. Um, can't wait for that. And uh, yeah, until next time, keep fit and have fun. Thank you. Happy trails, Hans. Sai. Anara. Courts adjourned. Get off my plane. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> <laughs>